Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Are angels and demons at work in real events around us? Today we interview Roger Wright, who has written a fictional book, Spirits, The Edge of Reality, talks about angels and demons in a mystery story. It's great. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. And today's show, we're gonna talk about discerning of spirits through the lens of a Christian novel. It's a fiction story, and I've read it, and my wife has read it. It's called Spirits, The Edge of Reality, and it's written by a new friend to the program, Roger Wright is the author, joining us live via Skype from South Carolina. Roger, welcome to the program. How's it, uh, how's it feel to write a Christian fiction novel? Feels pretty well, chaps, I appreciate it. Yeah, this was my first totally fiction. I've written historical fiction, but my first full length fiction. So the story, as I recall, follows a man named Paul Bentley and he has this unusual gift, and it is the ability to see angels or the ability to see demons, um, and he ends up in the middle of a cop story. There's, uh, his college buddy was a detective who gets uh, murdered by drug dealers, and then uh, Paul Bentley comes on the scene as, as a cooperating uh, you know, investigator alongside of the real detectives and, and policemen who are trying to get to, to, to the bottom of the drug cartel. Uh, where did you come up with all these ideas? Because the interaction of the angels and demons behind the scenes in the story is really fascinating. Thank you, chaps. Um, I really took a lot of it from real life um, as a minister. I, I started out in 1974 as an evangelist, and then later on, uh, became a full-time minister uh, as a pastor. And from the moment I was saved, I really believed everything in the Bible because it was the reading of the Bible that led me to Christ. And even though I had some liberal doctors of theology that tried to teach me not to believe everything, <laughs> or that it was an analogy or some nonsense like that. I continued to trust the word of God 100%. Because of that, I began to see miracles. And that just seemed to infuriate them, but uh, I saw a lot. Well, Jesus in the gospels, if we just believe word for word, the, the teaching of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus did exorcisms. And the book of John does not mention exorcisms, but it's replete with discerning of spirits, the ability to see angels or demons or the Holy Spirit. Um, when you were an evangelist, did you have those kind of encounters? 
Yeah, I did. Um, as a matter of fact, as a young Christian man, I, I, was, I didn't become a Christian until I was 26 years old. I was through college and the Marine Corps and a very wonderful, sweet-spirited man told me, uh, asked me to read the Gospel of John. And I highly recommend that to anyone that's searching. Just read the Gospel of John. And the Gospel came off those pages like they were alive. And I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know anything about church. I didn't know anything about God. I didn't even like church people. But I started reading the Gospel of John, and it came off of those pages at me. And it was a feeling that I didn't understand. And it was the second day of reading that I prayed my first prayer. I said, God, if you're up there, if there is anything to all this, show me more. That's exactly what I said, like a child, just trusting in God. So I, I had a demonic attack uh, the very night that I led the first person to the Lord. And then I had another one um, doing a domestic um, revival up in Reading, Pennsylvania, when one attacked me uh, after casting a demon out of a little 11-year-old girl. And he attacked me that night. And I didn't know what it was. I just knew my wife was screaming. And I jumped up and uh, didn't hear anything, cut lights on, looked around, looked under the bed, looked in the bathroom. There was nobody there. Didn't understand why she was screaming until all of a sudden I realized I could see my breath. It was ice cold in that room. And I had other things like in... Um, in Jamaica, one time I was asked to speak at a, a church and he said, well, Roger, or well, pastor, it's really not a church. It's a little hut on top of a hill in a village and it's dangerous and you don't have to go. Well, God had been impressing on me the night before that I should pray some more. So I did. He woke me up early the next morning brought me back into prayer again. So I thought something's going on today. And sure enough, they changed my venue and put me out here in this little village. And he said, nobody can go in there with you. He said, I'm telling you, it's dangerous. You do not have to go. Well, God just let me know this is exactly why he had called me into extra prayer. Exactly. So I so went in there, they surrounded me with machetes and I just walked right into the middle of them and they just parted. Wow. And I went all the way to the top of the hill. And it was the first time, chaps, that God had never given me a message. I did not know what I was going to preach on at all. Yeah. Until I stepped foot off that little bench and he said, you'll preach on demons. Oh, my gosh. And I went, oh. And I did, and there was demons coming out of the chickens, they were coming out of the goats, they were coming out of the donkeys, they were coming out. And then finally they got to the humans and they started rolling around on the ground too. And all the animals were going in chaos and the people were going in chaos. And once they were delivered, they started crowding around that little hut and then led them all to Christ. So this is like a mass exorcism 
people yes. falling on the ground and the demons coming out of them, and then they right. begin weeping and coming to Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. I, I believe what you're talking about, because I've seen some of that myself. We need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about, again, the novel written by Roger Wright. It's called Spirits, The Edge of Reality. Find it everywhere books are sold. We'll be right back. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit and angels and demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Roger Wright, who is a Christian minister, has some experience in evangelism. And uh, Paul, you were talking, uh, excuse me, Roger, you were talking about in Jamaica, where there's a lot of witchcraft, right? There's a lot of voodoo and, and they do a lot of, uh, you know, weird demonic religions down there. Uh, but your story, Spirits, is set in North Carolina, where uh, you suggest, yeah through the, the guise of this character you've created, Paul Bentley, that, that some people have the ability to see demons or see angels or, or hear the Holy Spirit or discern the Holy Spirit uh, in the activities of common everyday conversations. And you use this setting of a police investigation into a drug cartel where this murder has happened and this, this minister who's not a policeman, Paul Bentley gets thrown into the situation. Uh, describe the character, how did you come up with that guy and what does he encounter? Paul, uh, even though this is a work of fiction, Paul really reflects a lot of my life. I was a, an, a marketing executive in Charlotte. I've always been in ministry and in business ownership and marketing was my expertise. Well, Paul is a marketing executive 
he and his best friend Rick that gets killed in the beginning of the book uh, grew up together side by side and played together in the backyard, camped out in the backyard, went to school together, went to college together. Paul in criminal, uh, Paul in uh, uh, business administration, Rick in criminal justice. They graduated age 22. The, the story starts off 10 years later. They're both 32 years old. Paul can see into the spiritual realm and see angels and demons. And because you've read the book, chaps, you know that the one of the major demons comes walking up and he's draped in this black uh, robe and he's got this ashen white face and big black eyes. <laughs> what I'm describing is something I saw. I had a phone call one night at my parsonage and it was a young man, his name was Rick, uh, coincidentally, and he did a Tuesday night Bible study. Really nice, dedicated young man. And it was back when we had wall phones. So I picked up the phone and, and said, hello. He said, Pastor, uh, I need your help. I said, okay, Rick, what do you need? And he said, I have a demon-possessed person over here at my Bible study. And I know that that's not a normal everyday thing. So I said, Rick, what makes you think he's demon possessed? And he said, well, every time I mention the name of Jesus, he jumps over in the corner and he growls at me. <laughs> I said, Rick, that's a pretty good sign. Don't provoke <laughs> him. I'll be right there. <laughs> wow. So as I was hanging up the phone, I said, Lord, help me with this. And immediately there was a knock at the door. And there was an evangelist that I helped to support uh, at that time, and he was at the door. And he loved casting out demons. Wow. I said, come, and his name's Paul. I said, Paul, come on in. And so he came in, I told him about the phone call. We anointed each other with oil, prayed, and went out the door. Made the turn out onto the street, started accelerating, and all of a sudden I saw this black draped demon hovering across the road. <clears throat> Never took his eyes off mine. And when he got across the road, I said, Paul, please tell me that you just saw what I just saw. And he said, I did. And I went, oh, thank you. I, I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was just seeing things. He said, yeah. I said, well, this is gonna be interesting. And on the way there, about a 20 minute drive, <clears throat> we had some drunk people in cars trying to run us off the road. And when we got to the friends, the guy that uh, we were going to see, uh, he, uh, Rick, who's had in the Bible said, when I pull into his driveway, that same black draped demon came across the driveway just like that. And I told Paul, I said, boy, he can move fast. <laughs> so when I described that, described that senior demon in the book, it was to the letter exactly what I saw. So what happened when what you happened? went inside? Were you able to minister to the demon-possessed person? And did they, yes. did they get an exorcism and come to Christ? Yes. Yeah, and he started attending my church. Thank God. This is... This is the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, and it's it's not just in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's happening today. 
And I don't know if you remember back in the 90s, uh, the, the, the 80s really, there were three books by Frank Peretti uh, in the, called This Present Darkness or Piercing the Darkness, I think there was a third one. That kind of fictionalized explanation of the spirit world is now uh, met its match in, in the book called Spirits, The Edge of Reality. Get this everywhere books are sold, written by Roger Wright. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll have Roger explain to you what is the gospel and how can you get rid of your demons. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the My Pill that started it all. My Pillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million My Pillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard My Pillow now only 19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My Pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Roger Wright, live via Skype from South Carolina, author of this new Christian fictional novel. It's called Spirits, The Edge of Reality. Uh, Roger, I, I love this book and you mailed it to us on spec. I, don't, I, don't, I usually don't uh, consider books that people just mail to us, but my wife picked it up and she said it was a page turner and, and she wouldn't give it to me for a month. She was reading the, every word of it. And finally I said, give me that book. So I read it, I think it took me a week and, and, and thank God that I did because now I'm talking to you and you're able to talk about your, your Christian novel called Spirits. Um, you've written other books before, what, what were they about? Yeah, two, two I think, notable ones. Uh, one is called Miracles Today. And the story I told you about in Jamaica is one chapter in there. <clears throat> and uh, another chapter is about my youngest daughter's wedding, how God held back a storm that was covering the entire state of South Carolina. We live right on the coast, Myrtle Beach, and this storm was literally covering the state. 
and it was my youngest daughter's wedding. And I said, God, I don't ask you for too many outright miracles, but I need that storm held off. And he did. And so I wrote about that. And all the details are in that chapter. And nice. there were other, I interviewed a congressman friend of mine, a cowboy friend of mine, you know, different people, a soldier. And it's called Miracles Today. And another one is a historical fiction called Rachel's Diary. And when God first told me to write that book, I literally, I'll tell you the conversation I had with God. I said, God, what would an old redneck Marine know about what a 14 year old Jewish girl would write in her diary? And he said, just write what I tell you. I went, yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I started writing it, chaps, and tears started flowing. It was so powerful. Wow. This girl spends the last week with Jesus and Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and tells it from her perspective of watching everything happen and why everything was happening. And it's very revealing. So those are two, I think, notable ones. I like that. Um, you, you're a Marine, thank you. I'm a former Navy chaplain. Thank you for your serving. Um, you. I, I wanna I wanna get into the solution, right? We're not just about uh, angels and demons. That's that's an interesting lens that you're using a foil, so to speak, to to describe the fictional characters and what they see. Uh, let me read some of the back jacket here. Paul, your main character, Paul uh, sees spirits. He sees into the spiritual realms of both angels and demons. He is a young business executive and heads up a local office for international marketing. His best friend and old college buddy Rick works as an undercover narcotics detective until he is murdered by a drug ring uh, in the Charlotte area. But Paul, he has a unique gift to see angels and demons, puts him right in the middle of the action to solve the murder mystery. But it gets complicated uh, and then his, his girlfriend Trish gets involved. So it's a story of murder, intrigue, romance, and battles in the spiritual realm with angels and demons. We'll keep you reading page after page until a thrilling conclusion. Is, is there a plan to make a movie out of this? Well, I've contacted uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo. Um, haven't heard back yet. I've heard a lot of chatter about with this one make a movie. Right. You are, if it does, it does. I write. That's what I do. You are a minister and an evangelist. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And and how would how would someone in our TV audience come to Christ? The most important question anyone could ever ask me. Uh, when when Jesus was asked, um, and, and, and what is reflected in the Acts and the Epistles is that it's a simple placing of your trust in a risen Lord, in Jesus Christ. It's not of works. Nothing we could do can ever make us righteous, ever. It's all about the price that Jesus paid. And that's what he came for. He came to destroy the works of the devil and the works of the devil is what keeps us bound. And it's only through our belief and our trust in Jesus that gets us saved. Just like a little child trusting in daddy and mommy 
That's what we have to do. When I was just about to turn 26 years old, um, a man told me about, uh, he just asked me a question. He, he said, are you a Christian? I said, no. Do you ever read your Bible? I said, no. Do you ever go to church? I went, nope. And he, he challenged me, he asked me to read the Gospel of John. I started reading it, and of course, the Gospel of John is very much about the divinity of Christ. <clears throat> and so I read it, and the Bible is God's living word for us. God's word is God's will, and we just need to get into it. Understand, though, we are under the new covenant. Quite a bit of difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. The new covenant is all about grace. It's all about what Jesus did. It really is not anything. There's nothing we can do. It's all about Jesus. And then learn to be a proper disciple. He says, if you continue in my word, then are you disciples, my disciples indeed. So we have to continue in the word if we want to mature if we want to grow in the Lord by the transforming of our minds to come in line with the word. So Roger, That's we have just a minute part. left. I, w I wonder if you could lead our audience in a word of prayer. Somebody out there is watching and they've never received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and savior. Would you lead them in a short prayer? I sure will, happy to do it chaps, thank you. And thank you again for your service. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for loving us and, and caring for us more than we can even love ourselves. And, and Lord, for those that are attempting to come close to you, maybe they would just pray this. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you were risen from that grave. I, I trust you to forgive me. I trust you to uh, take all my sins away, and I now put all my faith and my trust in you to cleanse me, give me that free gift of eternal life, and be on my side the rest of my life. I trust you. I love you. Forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Uh, our guest has been Roger Wright. Get the book. It's called Spirits. If you just prayed with Roger, we want you to pick up the phone and call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Operators are standing by during business hours or leave a message and we'll call you back. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. We'll see you next time. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.